This is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. We continue all the way to episode 428 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. This is my war, alone, and I'm the last person standing between them and what they truly want. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like we're with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Ah. Hello. Hi, everybody. I am back from vacation. Yeah, and now Brittany's on vacation. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's that time of year. It's the end of summer. And we're yeah. to squeeze one more thing in before the kids have to go back to school. Or it gets or, too cold to go outside and do anything. Or it gets too cold or, you know, whatever. Whatever it is that uh, you're like, summer is almost over. Yep. But take heart, it's going to be fall, and I've already started seeing the Halloween stuff in stores, and I'm actually getting it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite I've, I've seen thing... Halloween stuff. I, I, saw, I saw a spirit Halloween on my drive home from Gen Con one of the days ah. a couple weeks ago. That, so that was the first weekend of August, and I was seeing spirit Halloween, so mm-hmm. yeah. So, so my favorite thing on a tangent, I saw a post that was um, reviewing these, and they're supposed to be at Spirit Halloween, but there are these, these, you get a pack of four, and they're banners, and they are of the stretching pictures from the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I mean, they're, they're not exactly exact replicas, because those would probably be more expensive, but, mm-hmm. I'm, but you, like, you hang them on like your door or your wall, and I'm like, I want them. Like, there's mm-hmm. the one of the girl on the tightrope over the crocodile. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the one of one of the gravesides. And I can't remember what the other two were, but I it's, just remember the crocodile it's one. The, it's the guy standing on a thing, of, a keg of dynamite. Oh, there's yeah. the, okay. the tightrope so you know walker above the crocodiles. There's the uh, seemingly black widow old lady sitting on top of one of her, her dearly departed husband's graves with the axe hatchet in in yeah. embedded in in the tombstone and then <laughs> the other one is crap uh ah, don't take my disney card away uh <laughs> i just saw we, i just we, saw we, a post I'm, about I'm it not, on, there, there's yeah. a lot online. of ghosts in that haunted mansion that you yeah i know but remember. the stretching room is like one of the first things you encounter when you walk in i know i know so Okay, hold on. Yeah, I gotta look. Uh, oh, it's the guys in quick stand sitting on top of each other. I was like, I know the other one involves men because there's four of them. Two of them are men, two of them are female. So yeah, it's the guys stacked on top of each other as they sink in a quick stand. So don't take yeah, away my so Disney those... card. Uh... <laughs> uh, you'll be fine. But yeah, I guess they're gonna be sold at Spirit Halloween, and I'm like, I am so yeah. They're yeah. like. Yeah, like three dollars, and I'm like, for yeah. four of those, four of those things. Yeah, oh, and they they are official because Spare mm-hmm. Halloween does carry official like Disney licensed Haunted Mansion stuff. I saw some stuff yeah. last year, but the, yeah, the quality might not be 
super amazing, but it's genuine. So yeah, so those, those they look they look fun, and I'm I'm excited for that. That wasn't a whole that really wasn't a piece of news, but I just saw them and I got excited because I'm like, yeah, no, okay. it's coming. It is. It's and is. I actually. I haven't had a chance to see it, but I heard that the movie is actually pretty, pretty good, or you know, fun at least. So like, yeah, maybe that'll be a good one for. Yeah, it's not anything groundbreaking, but it's entertaining, especially if you're a fan of the need... attraction, because yeah. there's a apparently there's a lot of references in the Easter egg. Yeah. So if you know your haunted well, mansion attraction, it doesn't need to be groundbreaking. It just needs to be fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with that. Check your local yep. spirit Halloween if you yes. are interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So. Halloween is coming. Yes. Uh, so. Um, yeah, we don't. We honestly don't really have a whole lot in the way of, of news. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of no. quiet. Uh, yeah. Not much. Not much going on. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, like conventions going on uh, seemingly every week, so you know. But it's it's back to school time, and unfortunately, it's probably going to continue to be quiet while the mm-hmm. the strikes continue. Yeah, like yeah, the the stuff that's that's completed will get released, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, while they're yeah, um. Well, people are, are like, you know, the WGA and the 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 SAG are on strike. It's just it's just going to be yeah. quiet. Yeah, and I I have heard rumors that studios might move back release dates. I have not heard anything concrete. Oh yeah, but it yeah. is. It I is would almost guarantee they, it. Yeah, just just to stretch out what they already have in the can, as it were. Yeah. So that to, they can. They they they're not left with well what do we throw in there and it's like pull out some of your old classics and throw those in theaters. Mm-hmm. People love that stuff. It's not yeah. that hard. But whatever. I mean, I, which I, Disney I, I was doing that, that anyway because they're celebrating their hundredth anniversary. So I was like, hey, this works well for us. <laughs> I know. Like, okay, so Alex's birthday. Well, I'll get on another tangent. Alex's birthday was on Saturday, and oh. we we celebrated while we were on vacation. We were with family. But we also want to do something for him on the actual day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think we have the first Toy Story. And I'm like, I'm going to go see if I can find it at a store. Well, they have they have certain movies in the 100th anniversary packaging. But I have to, I have to register my a little bit of disappointment. Because they have nothing older than the original Little Mermaid. Oh, you're like, kidding. They even have, like, Snow White or anything that you're going to release? Or is that coming later? I, but, yeah, it's all, like... It, and okay, it's not strictly true. They did have a couple of sets of like Mickey and Minnie cartoons from way back when, but I'm like, okay, I get it. Little Mermaid, Finding Nemo, Toy Story. So I did get, I got that Toy Story. Was my point. Um, also, Brave was in there for some reason, which I didn't. I, I like Brave, but I didn't like think it was one that's like, here we're gonna do a collector's item for our the hundredth anniversary. I'm like. Okay, what about like Snow White or Cinderella or Pinocchio? Well, I know or... they supposedly they put some of them in the vault, but I don't know if they've unvaulted them. So, oh, who knows? Vault, vault, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, 
Well, I don't know, but I was just like, I was just looking like, oh, these are cool, 100th anniversary, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, was, you did, you did, you did really good stuff in the, in the olden days too, so come on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just was like, okay, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. But we got him Toy Story, he was very excited about that, so. But then, but then we went and, uh, we, he, he'd never seen, we'd never watched any Star Wars movies with him, but he's been playing um, Lego Star Wars all summer, basically, and I think he's better at it than I am. <laughs> this is the one that was on the Xbox 360, so it's this got the first six movies, so the prequel trilogy and the and the original trilogy. And I'm like looking at it, and he's like, he's at 44. You know, he's it, it shows you like your progress. He's like at 44 percent, and he's done all the pre-plays, and he's done all this, and I'm just like. <sighs> You need to go back to school, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but he also got, um, I, I'm going all over the place because we don't have news, but um, he also got these um, action figures, these big kind of chunky galactic hero things is what they're called. And it's Darth mm-hmm. Vader, Chewbacca, and a Stormtrooper. Got those for his birthday. It's all coming to set. Oh my gosh, he loves them. In fact, I went into his room to go get something. And he had all three of them guarding his water bottle on his side table. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But he was so excited. He's like, it's Darth Vader, Mommy. I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) I know which Uh, side of the force you're leaning towards. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I know. They have cookies. Yes, they do. And it's funny because in the free They they tried to give me some at PopCon in Louisville. I'm just saying, the yeah. side, they tried to give me cookies. They do have okay, them. So, I've seen them. So in, in Lego Star Wars, the, 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 the first one they did, you can, you know, do free play after you beat each level. And then you can take whatever character you want in there. He keeps taking, like, Darth Vader and Count Dooku and all these others. And, and he doesn't even want to play. He just wants to force choke everybody. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) The game, I'm like, okay, we're going to have to have a discussion about this. But he loves it. He's like, even the ones where it's like, you know, you got to fight Darth Maul or, or like in the the level where Anakin, where Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting on Mustafar, he's like, but I wanted Darth Darth Vader to fight R2D2. I'm like, what did R2D2 ever do to you? So I'm like, well, you know, you're having fun, and it is. Yeah. Or, or maybe he's along the lines of C three PO, and he can't stand R two D two sass. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, but we watched the New Hope on Saturday with them, and then Lottie wanted to watch it again yesterday. Again, so, so like, I need to see R R D two is what she called. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I'm like, my kids are awesome. A couple more missions accomplished, goals and yes, achievements indeed. met with the kids in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Just gotta figure out, like, okay, how do we how do we ease them into Empire Strikes Back? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. but I think Episode Three would probably be the one that's the most scary because yeah, younglings. We'll yes. Just say that. Yeah. But we will we will proceed with caution. Yes. We've got it all sort of I mean, I would well, I don't know anything about the whole lot about kids' this age, but it's like would they necessarily be able to understand what's happening with the younglings? I would think maybe like sure. the, the, the fight. Not, 
between yeah. Anakin and Obi Wan, where yeah. Anakin like and he, essentially he gets might, set on fire, okay. that that would yeah. be scary. Yeah, yeah, and he he might actually be okay because he has played the games. I mean, he knows it, it it goes through, and so he knows the story. He knows yeah. all the twists and whatever. But yeah. um, and he yeah, and it it might just it might be fine. Like with Alex and his autism, I, I can never. It's really hard for me to pin down. Like, are you gonna be okay? Like. There's some things I think, oh, he'll be fine. And no, he's not fine. And then there's things mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm not sure. And then he's okay. So it's just kind of, we'll wing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I just think that's what such kids do. in general. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, that too. But he, he's my first one. With... So this is my. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm like relearning how to be, how to be a mom because Lottie doesn't have any of that. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is how, oh. Yeah, that's called yeah. that's that's, par- that's parenting for you. Yeah, we're all we're all we're all learning. We're all on yeah. a learning curve here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nothing. This it's like it's nothing but a big old learning experience the entire yeah. time. <laughs> so, oh my! I got uh, us on a tangent there. Yeah, hey, yeah, it's it's been a hot minute. You were due. Uh, yeah. We actually went on several tangents recording Gold Standard last night. How's that for a segue? Uh, <laughs> so we do have a little. We do have a little bit of housekeeping. So Gold Standard, we have a new, this month's Patreon mm-hmm. episode now available for the Patreon supporters. So we did the Thank 1984 you, classic Karate Kid, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was kind of funny. Because Zan had never seen it. And Nick, I think this was like a first time, like watch through from beginning to end for him. I had seen it before. I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, So it was kind of weird to have what seemingly such a classic 80s (laughs) film that is so enmeshed in the culture zeitgeist and have people that have never seen it. And so, and both of them now we're all like, I'm gonna go watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. So, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, they've yeah. been converted. Yeah. Um, so, Karate yeah, Kid Two is good. Three, mm. eh. yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think like a cheesy, like kids ish, young adult movie like that would really have a lot to talk about. We to talk about actually yeah. uh, it's 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 definitely some of these movies track different once you become an adult because there's things that you yeah miss because it had been ages since i had seen it and i could guarantee you the whole mr miyagi like japanese internment camp thing went right over my head as a kid oh yeah Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. we had a lovely discussion about how we treated the Japanese people in America absolutely horrifically during World War II and how that does not get discussed a whole lot. Uh, well, um, and just how cheesy 80s movies can be. Uh, <laughs> how distinctly 80s this one is. Uh, it is definitely a montage music scene. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Although he doesn't really have a training montage, because his training That's is true. waxing cars the... and painting yeah. fences and you know sanding floors. 
Tournament montage is probably a better phrase. Yeah, yeah, he does it. You really don't get the traditional training montage. So, so it does subvert a few things. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, both Sam and Nick have been converted and both want to watch Cobra Kai now. So, yeah, so that is uh, available on uh, on uh, Patreon. So. Check that um, out. Yep. Oh, and we had a we had uh, some feedback, um, and that got me thinking uh, about uh, some potential ideas for what we could do once we get caught up. Uh, we already have cool. some ideas, but some uh, some other ideas on top of the ideas that we already have. So for mm-hmm. the Patreon folks um that maybe wants uh you know maybe a, a an opportunity to have maybe have a bit more influence on the show uh we have some ideas <laughs> so, dun, dun, dun. D- yeah which may or may not you know <laughs> turn around and bite us in the butt down the road we'll see uh but you will have to wait and see once we people yeah so uh you're just gonna have to wait and see as we get closer to uh getting to the most recent uh, best picture winner to find out what kind of craziness we're gonna get ourselves into for the time the future after that so um and then over here in our feeds um we are going to have a little extra squee available for you folks um, both on um on uh youtube and uh i think i'll put it in the actual feed as well although we we had our cameras on so if you listen to the audio only you may miss a few things (laughs) like seeing seeing her cat uh (laughs) But I had a uh, I had a, a chat with uh, Carissa Grant, um, who um, she is with Worthy Chaos Comics, and um, she is a comic writer and creator, and she has a series called Redemption, and um, she sent me uh, the first couple issues to to read. Uh, so I would know what the heck she's talking about, but it's a mix of like she's she's highly influenced with things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Supernatural and The Walking Dead, you know the the that mm-hmm. type Par- paranormal of, type of stuff. yeah the paranormal monsters okay. uh, type uh, genre uh, storytelling so. Her uh, series, her comic book series, Redemption, is about um, these uh, two characters, uh, Serafina and Draven, who knew each other's kids and ended up getting separated for 10 years. And then they meet back up again as adults. And um, they uh, are essentially fighting... um, demonic forces that have come to earth 
<laughs> essentially there's a battle between heaven and hell and they get caught in the caught in the crosshairs <laughs> so yeah uh so um but uh should you can get the first three issues right now um are uh, available either digital download or printed copies um off of their website and then i believe as we're recording this starting i think she said tomorrow um i'll have to double check the um but uh she's doing a kickstarter for um um the next uh issues um so um she's got the like the entire thing like written out uh because it started out as a like like an uh like a larp between her and some of her friends uh so uh she just took all of the the plot and character and world building and and, and is translating it into comic form so uh redemption is going to have like 70 issues i think for the entire run or something like that and then she's already got like a prequel um and the kind of ready to go um eventually and then kind of a alternate universe storyline that's already like fleshed out as well so <laughs> um so but yeah i mean we we talked about uh comics and what it's like being an independent comic creator we talked about uh what it's like specifically her experience as a woman in comics and how it's not necessarily been all sunshine and roses um we talked about all sorts of things <laughs> so not all of it was necessarily comic uh, it's specifically her comic related so and we talked for like an hour the interview is like an hour long so um but yeah her cat makes an appearance towards the beginning <laughs> uh so the video for that will be up on our youtube um and then if you're not too concerned about uh being able to see like her cat um and chauncey bringing me dinner towards the end um then uh you can just listen to the audio version so cool so and then i'll have a link to the the kickstarter in the show notes as well so if you want to go back the kickstarter so i just pulled up their website it says the kickstarter is live I I'm, on, I'm, kick, I'm on kickstarter right now and it says oh, uh upcoming okay. project so ah okay yep maybe maybe like just the landing page is yeah yeah because okay. she's she's done kickstarters for uh for the series a, a few times and has been successful every okay. time so far so awesome in fact some of her kickstarters have done better than some of some naysayers out there that told her that she wasn't doing it right so <laughs> well uh, as i understand it comic 
the comic scene in general, especially those who are like in the the top echelons of the industry, are very protective, we shall say, mm-hmm. of their spot and any sort of upstart, which is why a lot of indie comic creators, you know, doesn't matter who you are, they kind of get pushed down and like, ooh, if you're doing kickstarted comics and you are somehow less than, but then there's all these kickstarted comics that are doing better than, uh, you know, mm-hmm. some of the some of the Marvel DC ones, and really, it seems like doing indie stuff as as in other areas of of entertainment and creativity, you know, doing it independently kind of seems the way to go through either mm-hmm. like Kickstarter or, or what have you. So, I, you know, this, and this is just me hearing it from people who've been there. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. actually kind of fascinating how we're kind of getting away from, um, oh, I have to get a job with one of the big, the, the big names in order to have success and that's not necessarily the case anymore if you've got an idea go make it go do it that's comics that's novels i mean geez my husband just finished his next novel it's at the it's well it's gonna go to the editor soon when she has a minute um and i mean it's you know you might not you might not get a you know a big blockbuster movie deal but you get an audience and it's mm-hmm. you have you have your little fan base and that's great so mm-hmm. you know go go indie i'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan big fan of indie publishing of any strike so yes. go go do go do stuff this is actually a really good time to dip your toe into self-publishing mm-hmm. or self self-creating mm-hmm. that's your, your jam yeah. yep. there's there's my there's my uh Yep. <laughs> you got an idea just go do it mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of it for housekeeping so and then we've got just a little bit of feedback from Shalane uh, talking about the movie that's still on everybody's brain of Barbie uh and she says uh i could see barbie getting nominated at the kids choice awards for favorite movie oh, yeah. best actress and best actor yeah kids choice people's choice yeah all the the Those... fan ones definitely barbie is probably going to be uh be... a big one <laughs> so yeah. i think you are absolutely right shalane so yep so yeah um and that's really that so we will move on to this week's main topic which is marvel's secret invasion ah. which has got the marvel community all kind of in a tizzy uh <laughs> uh for various reasons yes. that we're still talking about, even though the finale was weeks ago. <laughs> so they, they, at first glance, it doesn't seem like they re- like this was really a whole, because it's only six episodes that I mean, for the, the Marvel series that have been out on Disney plus so far. I mean, this was quantity wise, not a lot right uh, it, it is six episodes um 
and it's not like super like world groundbreaking you know shaking things up but you have to remember that secret wars is coming down the pipeline so this is this is setting up is what this is doing this is laying groundwork this is setting up the pins for the bowling ball to come and knock all pins down exactly exactly um so although you know we still got some surprises like learning Mm -hmm. out learning that nick fury is married yeah did not see that one coming and has been for a while and not only that his wife is a scroll Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh like hello Uh (laughs) mrs fury uh so I'm, I'm actually i'm actually surprised that no, none of the uh none of like the hydras or the uh any anybody who would have a vendetta against fury actually ferreted that information out that you know well, just that he was married right yeah I, well i mean he has done um i think being in shield I, i'm oh, assuming yeah. I mean, that he I mean, he yeah. took very similar um lengths to hide her like they did for mm-hmm. clint and his wife and yeah. kids. um yeah. it just it it came out of left field let's just say that it kind yeah, of does but at the same time if you go back to um to um what are you doing certain 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 stuff there what are you doing uh, <laughs> uh you're wrapping a present uh sorry <laughs> if you go back to uh uh cat america winter soldier if you remember after nick gets attacked in the streets and then he shows up at steve's apartment and he's got the music playing or sharon carter's like hey you left your radio on um and when Steve, you know, Steve walks in and Nick Fury is, you know, he's all like, what are you doing here, Nick Fury? And Nick Fury's like, had a fight with a wife. And Steve's like, I didn't know you had a wife. <laughs> and he's like, there's a lot of things you don't know about me. It's like, you know, at the time we just thought, you know, Nick was being kind of a smart ass. Yeah. Which, which, which obviously he did not have a fight with a wife. He got attacked in the middle of the street uh, right. by what turned out to be Hydra. Part. Yeah, but it's just kind of funny because now it actually is like, no, Steve, he actually does have a wife. It's kind of along the same thing. It changes it so differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and it kind of like the train ride. Tell me one thing that I don't know about you and so and so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, on the on the you know the 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 secret invasion, secret wars, the skull scroll invasion. Obviously, that is a classic storyline from the comics. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously the the but you know the the live action, the MCU, they're going to do their own version. Um, and uh, excuse me. Um, uh. Well, it's about the scrolls. It, it's it's almost so much more than that because it's more just as far as the MCU is concerned, where they are now. Because this is twenty twenty five in the universe. Um, 
so they are a couple years post return blip um so all the people that got blipped away people like nick fury um are as we saw in things like falcon and the winter soldier and even in spider-man far from home um and then spider-man no way home <laughs> uh and um you know even wandavision you know the 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 disney plus series that we've had since endgame is not everyone was able to just like jump back in and go back to everything just being all hunky-dory having half of even just talking about earth having half of the world's population disappear for five years and then suddenly reappear you just you don't just bounce back from that and no. uh -uh. <laughs> and this is just another opportunity for for us to see how some of these characters that we've known for a long time i mean nick fury has been there roadie has been well a version of roadie uh obviously the first iron man it's Terrence howard but still you know roadie has been there from from the first iron man um so it's like so you know some of these characters we've known for 15 years and you know as far as we're concerned and there's still so much that we don't know about them yeah as, as tony stark says in the first avengers nick fury is not a spy he's the spy yeah and this absolutely proves why nick fury as infallible as he is because at the end of the day he's human mm -hmm. just like a lot of the rest of us and a lot of the people in shield um that uh yeah he's gonna make mistakes but he's trying his damnedest uh -huh. and he's not always going to get it right. You know, he's, he's gonna, unfortunately, yeah, it's not his fault that he didn't know that Hydra had been secretly embedding themselves in shield since the day shield, you know, Howard Stark founded right. it mm -hmm. post-World War II. I mean, it got played really well. It was a long, good, long con. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like, you know, he, after the events of Captain Marvel, the idea was that, you know, Carol, obviously, has to break free of the brainwashing that the Kree had essentially put her under, you know, after her, her incident with the Tesseract, um, and realized that the scrolls are not the enemy. And this whole idea was that between Nick and presumably S.H.I.E.L.D. to a point, uh, and Carol, who can travel off-world easily enough, we're going to help the Skrulls. Uh, because, you know, their their home had been destroyed by the, the Kree, and it just turns out that they could not find some place that the scrolls could live because any place they found that was potentially habitable either other people on that yes you know, races or whatever on that same planet or on nearby planets are like no we don't want the scrolls here 
it was like the scrolls were like contaminated or something to the rest of the universe and people were just like no we don't want you it's like it's like uh that's the scene in forrest gump when he gets on the bus for the first time and all the kids are like no you can't sit here you know the seat's taken i'm sure that's probably what it felt like with nick fury trying to find a home for the scrolls so this idea of this 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 population who's literally lost their home that's been destroyed and they just want a place to settle down and for the most and a good chunk of them they're they you know they're they're integrating themselves and they're figuring out how to how to exist you know talos is a, a you know obviously a a huge uh, you know, it, uh, example of that, but there's a faction of the scrolls that feel like they have been let down, and they're like, "Fine, if we can't go to another planet to to uh, rebuild our our society, well, we're just gonna take over Earth." And that's what we're encountering this with with Gravik. You know, this uh, this renegade scroll who's decided well you know screw earth and the earthlings they were no help to us we're just going to take over the planet and we're going to do it by manipulating politics essentially by replacing high-powered people um and uh manipulating uh various countries uh, mostly the united states and russia because uh, you know like we've never had issues with the russians ever in our entire existence uh go listen to every episode we've done so far of billy jolts we didn't start the fire i'm pretty sure we just uh, talk about the russians in almost every episode that's quite a reoccurring theme in that one <laughs> they're not done yet either uh unfortunately this is why we do the billy joel thing because you can see how it ties into real life um mm-hmm. yeah you can tie media and real life together um and uh your graphic is like well if we get the u.s and russia to to just start lobbying nukes at each other then yeah then the, the planet will be destroyed and we can just take over because apparently scrolls are immune to radiation so like hey nuclear holocaust not a problem it ain't gonna bother us Uh, and in the process, he also was like, let's make super scrolls. Uh, essentially taking, you know, the scrolls already have the ability to shapeshift and enhancing their DNA, nay, mutating um, so that they can have other abilities on top of their, their shapeshifting abilities. And you, the super scroll in the comics is a single character that's not the case in this we we end up with multiple well we end up with at least two super scrolls because <laughs> gravic turns himself into a screw a super scroll and then uh talus's daughter uh grown-up daughter you know who's played by amelia clark gia, gia um she ends up taking on the super scroll it's, it's wild to see the um dna samples of various species and other things throughout the mcu <laughs> and they like pop up on the screen because <laughs> it'd be like 
it'd be like Calypsidian extremists because you know extremists never caused anyone issues ever uh in the MCU. <laughs> Groot uh you know <laughs> destroyer mantis like most of the guardians uh-huh. of the galaxy um yeah this wild mishmash of uh various uh abilities and and powers um so um it's uh it's 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 rather wild but it's um you know at the end of the day obviously gravic at least as far as his seemingly plan isn't successful um but again yeah obviously it's it's not while his plan is not successful it does uh there are some some speed bumps along the way we lose maria hill unfortunately uh yeah uh, that what that actually was hill that was not a scroll that that got shot by gravic disguised as nick fury like who in the right like seriously who in their right mind would think nick the actual nick fury would kill maria hill in cold blood in the middle of a a a, a marketplace in russia surrounded by people no He'd take her out somewhere else where there would be no witnesses. <laughs> yeah, it's like even if he thought she was a scroll, I don't think he would have done it right there and then, hmm. just in case he happened to be wrong. But right. they, it's like they, they kept threatening to Too release. Many yeah, it's like they keep re- re- threatening to release this footage. I'm like, who in their right mind would think that like Hill has been Fury's right hand person? To, to, like, quote, to quote Tony Stark, not a great plan. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. So, but it it does it does cost us Maria Hill. So you know, Maria is 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 you know no longer no longer with us, uh, unfortunately. Um, and uh, you know, we see some other we see the the skull replacements get destroyed because we see Mart we see Martin Freeman to kick off the entire series but it, that's 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 not Shuri's favorite uh you know uh, <laughs> uh white boy um Ew. colonizer uh that's a scroll uh so thankfully um you know we're not uh we have not lost um Martin Freeman as far as the MCU is concerned yet uh <laughs> so um Although somehow I think um, Val would not be too sad to lose her ex-husband. Um, <laughs> um, uh, we lose Talus, um, which is is kind of sad. Uh, so because I, I really like Ben Mendelsohn as Talus, he was a really good character. Um, and while he and and Fury, you know, had their disagreements about things um you know it, they obviously really cared about each other and considered each other friends um which is uh good um thankfully uh uh gia who when we first meet her was a follower of gravic 
thankfully, changes her tune when she realizes Gravik is really batshit crazy and also killed her mother. Uh, <laughs> so she changes sides, which is good. Um, uh, uh, and she's... Uh, I think Amelia Clark took to... Um, I think took to this role really, really well. I think she's a good oh, yeah. addition. I think yeah. she's a really good addition to the MCU. And so is Olivia Coleman. You want to talk about someone who came in and just like chewed the scenery with every scene that she is in. Uh, so she is essentially she is Sonia Fallsworth. She is a, she's essentially the Nick Fury equivalent at MI6. Um, and, um, she is, she is something else. I love Olivia Coleman, and the more stuff I see her in, the more I love her. Um, because she is just so, I don't know how to describe this character, because she is like, she can be your best friend, and then easily stab you in the back a second later if 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 she thinks it'll help her help her accomplish her miss mission it's like uh you know she and she and nick fury while they see eye to eye on some things they're not friends they are they are frenemies uh <laughs> so um but uh she she's just so like there's a scene where she is torturing a guy about information about like what Gravik is up to and you know the guy is a scroll who's running around in a human form and she she's torturing him like literally torturing him like she's cutting off fingers with and just enjoying it and enjoying it like she will cut off your finger and then ask you if you would like a cup of tea and would you like milk or sugar in it like is she is she's so the way that she portrays this character it's like she she's always going to keep you like off kilter because you just have no idea whether she's gonna like give you a present or if she's gonna shoot you in the head or she could do both the present could be a shot in the head. Who knows? Right, yeah. <laughs> and you, and the same. Yes, and at the same time, it's like she's so just like charming. You almost want to be like, you know, thank her for it. Uh huh. It's like, like right. here, let me stab you in the back, but you're you're gonna be smiling the whole time because you yeah. so well. Like you could almost take that montage in Mean Girls where the students in the school are talking about, um, what's her face, Regina Regina George, George and talk and all they're all they're doing is saying how awful she is, but they're all doing it with like a smile on their face, like it's like the I, best thing ever. How awful she is! This is this awful. is if Regina George grew up and became a high-ranking official at MI6, that is what Sonya Fallsworth is. Pre-redemption uh -huh. Regina Charge. Sounds like... <laughs> like Regina she... George never got out of freshman year. Yeah. <laughs> and was and was given and was given permission to just... Yeah. 
yeah it was given way too much power uh <laughs> so uh but she's, yeah but she's it, it's it's just so good uh so and i'm glad that it seems like she's sticking around um uh, and she has uh taken uh gia under under her wing um for reasons that are to be determined <laughs> so it's like is uh, you almost have to I've, it's like part of me is like i wonder if sonia and val are working together i wouldn't doubt it and part of me is like oh that could be very interesting but at the same time like oh that could be very 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 bad I, I i'm almost thinking a spy versus spy scenario where they both try to take each other out yeah because it's like you know are they working together like is gia gonna be brought into the thunderbolts because with her super scroll powers that could be very yeah very helpful for the thunderbolts but at the same time it's like we don't need the thunderbolts having that kind of um arsenal you know power at at their at the ready um so um yeah it's like then part of me is kind of like uh, maybe they're working on opposite sides and maybe Gia will be working against the Thunderbolts which that doesn't necessarily mean she's on the good side of like the Avengers but I guess the enemy of my enemy is my friend we got too many sides we need to keep track of yeah well that's the thing is we don't know for sure and that's one of the things that leaves you questioning by the time we get to the end of this series like we still get some answers like the the roadie that we see throughout this entire series is a scroll which a lot of people assumed even before the series ever started they're like roadie's a scroll roadie is going to be a scroll and it's really obvious too that this this mm -hmm. roadie is not our roadie no like the the personality is just not yeah right Tony would have noticed Rudy. within two steps into the room that yeah that's not Rudy. yeah <laughs> so the thing is is supposedly according to the director because it's the same guy that directed all six episodes of this uh you know, assuming to, to keep things you know uh continuity as far as like the you know feel and everything so supposedly in an interview or something the guy that directed the entire series claims that roadie has been a scroll since civil war hmm. i do not buy that no because i don't, I don't see even even some of the scrolls that are very dedicated to taking you know if they're taking over the lives of somebody that's like well known granted you know from so you know from civil war on nobody would have known that that's where this is supposed to go but still let's pretend that they knew um i don't care who the scroll is there is no way that someone taking over for somebody as like well known as 
a current not just you know he's a high-ranking official in the military he's a colonel in the u.s air force which is already kind of a big deal that's a high rank in the u.s military on top of it he's best friends with tony stark who is famous in his own right Mm-hmm. And then becomes War Machine, and essentially, you know, an extension of the Avengers. There's just, there's no way that a scroll could take on that particular life and, like, not falter at some point or so. Like, would you, you really think a scroll? Was- would be willing to go into battle against someone like Thanos just because they're ta- they've taken over the life of 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 somebody like Rhodey? No. Well, well, if they if they really wanted to be terribly unbelievable, and if they had the cojones to do this, they could have <laughs> they could have they could have claimed that it it happened when uh when Don Cheadle became Rhodey. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. Howard that would have made a little more yeah. sense. It's like it's like yeah. oh, we could do it this way and yeah. make that explanation of the recasting. I, I heard someone talk about like, well, why don't yeah. you just say that because it makes just as much sense. Yeah. Well, and then it's like, well, then why did nobody acknowledge that Rhodey does not look like Terrence Howard anymore? You know. Yeah. Well, you know, they're asking us they're asking us to believe that that uh, that these characters are just that stupid. Yeah. That yeah. they, that it's they like, wouldn't I notice. just yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know so I mean, supposedly that's what the director said and that's because that's what the higher ups told him. But uh-huh. just from a storyline standpoint, I just I I can't believe that right again i was having this conversation with nick last night as we were waiting uh uh, on zan before we uh, recorded the patreon episode last night uh because he he recently rewatched endgame and he's like i told myself i was not gonna cry and then tony's like i am iron man he's like i was just bawling I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I'm reminded of it every day because y'all got me that exact Funko Pop for my birthday earlier this year. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so it's like I have a beat up Tony Stark with the Infinity Stones on his hand, getting ready to to, to destroy Thanos. It's, yes, it's like Tony's sacrifice and ultimately ultimate death and having that few you know the funeral scene and not have that actually be his best friend cheapens so the entire thing so yeah. where's roadie where's the real roadie in all of this then Explain he's been held one. captive with all the other with all the with, with martin freeman and all the other people that have been replaced but it's just a matter of when the replacement happened to me post endgame makes more sense because after Tony dies, they, they, you know, everyone breaks off to do their own thing. Obviously, Fat Thor goes with the, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol goes off to do whatever Carol does. Thor, or, you know, uh, you know, uh, Bruce goes off to, to do, you know, every, you know, Doctor Strange goes back and Peter and you know, everybody goes off to do their own thing. And Rhodey goes back to being part of the military. And then we see him a little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where he's 
working his way up in uh you know the more political side of, of things um you know working with you know the, the you know eventually working up to being the you know like working side by side with the president of the united states in in secret invasion so yeah. the roadie we see in falcon and winter soldier that i could probably accept that at that point roadie has been replaced because we don't get enough of him to see a potential personality change mm-hmm. but i could i could see somewhere in the post end game everybody's trying to get back to to life post well, snap yeah. fix and easily swapping him out with a scroll while things are in chaos with the return well, of all these billions of people yeah Especially where that um, where that that chunk that part belongs to the infinity the infinity saga that part's done stop mm-hmm. stop mucking around with it it's, yeah it's like if you want to move forward this is a, you know nickel's worth of free advice Marvel if you want to move forward you've got to you know look at what's in front of you and work with that and stop like just trying to harken back to the quote unquote glory days when mm-hmm. You know, you had all this other stuff going on because if you keep doing that, people are going to be like, "So, are we doing a new thing or not?" Because mm-hmm. you keep you keep saying, "Oh, well, this we're we keep retconning back here during you know Civil War or whatever," and it's like, "No, that 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 don't work there, honey." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You, you gotta you 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 have your new story now. Work with this. Work within this framework mm-hmm. so that we can keep everything straight. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, like, saying, saying yeah. that, that Rhodey was replaced with Civil War, I'm like, man, Chris X too much. Yeah. It, exactly, and and I just think, again, I think it I think it cheapens everything that happened in, in Infinity War and Endgame with with yeah. with Tony specifically. Yeah. No, I yeah. I agree. Yeah. So it's just. <sighs> um. Uh-huh. That, that 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 i i'd hope with maybe as 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 you know things start picking up again and they get back into production and, and things that maybe they'll you know get their story straight because again we're we're only hearing that from one person granted it's the series director but who knows yeah. like you know who who knows who yeah. actually told him that maybe he misunderstood them or maybe they were like they, they're still trying to leave it very ambiguous because like when when uh gravic is beaten and gia goes and and rescues the people that have been held at this this you know the scroll compound <laughs> of all things at a at a at a uh at a uh old uh nuclear power plant location because again the radiation does not bother them uh they're being held in these like you know suspension looks very similar actually to the kind of the suspension that uh was used on carol uh and captain marvel um and uh you know when <laughs> i love how they go down the line and they're like releasing like the british prime minister and like the head of like you know the president of china and all these people and roadie but they leave ross 
while he's he's awake, he's still they still left him strapped. Uh-huh. I don't know if that was intentional or what, but I thought it was funny. There, it's like all of you people are really important. We're going to release you, and Ross will get to you. We'll let you free here in a sec. Yeah, we'll let you sit. There. Your ex-wife says hi. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but Rody asks, you know, he's like, you know, and the, the fact that when he they first he first gets free and you know comes out of the the suspension thing like he's not walking really well and people are like well that just proves that's the roadie that got injured you know in civil war and i'm like no he's been he's been like in suspension for a while his legs have not been used for a while anybody would be like you know newborn baby deer stumbly right after a while how, so that's not how, necessarily... how straight how straight do you walk when you first wake up in the morning exactly yeah or after you've sat for that's, too long yeah that's just that's just overnight <laughs> yes exactly exactly so it's like again that that does not necessarily indicate anything and then when Rody asks how long he's you know like how long he's been there they just say a while a long while which in universe it has been two years since endgame so if he was replaced at some point post Endgame during the chaos of the world trying to right itself, then yeah, two years—that's a significant amount of time for him to be held captive. So I, to- you know, I totally, I would totally, I, um, I would totally get that. So I, I have taken, I have taken the attitude, you know, uh, you know that Nick Fury, funnily enough, does is I recognize the committee has made a decision, but since it's a stupid ass decision, I don't mm-hmm. like to ignore it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like head until cannon, the end. My my yeah. Head cannon is a lot more a lot, a lot more powerful than you think. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, and really, in this case, until they canonize something in mm-hmm. the universe, I'm I'm sticking with my head cannon. So, uh-huh. you know, and until I am told otherwise in universe, so. Um, and even in universe, sometimes they will fudge things, you know, yeah. when they realize that well, this stuff doesn't there, quite there fit. There are some things that happen in Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming. Uh, yeah, there are some things that still happen in universe. I'm like, nope, I like mine better. Well, Here yeah, yeah, but as far as this particular <laughs> timeline is concerned, it's it's I become know. quite the 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 talking point among the fandom. I will say, on you know, people well, thinking honestly, they if and when have, they probably shouldn't have given it. A, a specific time frame because I don't think it really matters. They just let let's just let people you know speculate and theorize. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, uh, like okay, later on if it really does matter to to like have a huge significant plot, um, is a you know, plot element for something else. Like okay, yeah, then then we can then we can pin it down. But you know, just let it be a while, and mm-hmm. people can come to their own conclusions. That's the fun of it, and so don't mm-hmm. take the fun out of it yeah it's it's like right now yeah it's it's not necessary that it needs to be pinned down when we get Mm -hmm. uh armor wars yeah it it, once we get you know when we see roadie again it could potentially be it'd be important because you know going forward it's like because for a lot of people and it's 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 i think it's more emotional more than anything is does roadie know if his best friend is dead 
right because well you know is will that determine roadie going forward uh-huh. <laughs> you know it's like if, well, if he missed just, that yeah. if he missed that that that's gonna that's gonna you know who knows what that's gonna do to him psychologically so and again you know but that's i feel i feel like we've we've tread over the uh psychological you know yeah break down our heroes water i think we've treaded that water fair well enough i think we need to not do that anymore yeah that's me personally it's like come on yeah like not everybody like playing armchair psychologist oh i know i know (laughs) It's one of my favorite hobbies. Because <laughs> it makes me feel better. Uh, just wait till next week, people. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah it's, uh, and then Nick Fury decides to go back to the space station. <laughs> Up in the sky, but he takes his wife with him this time. So, uh, because because uh, according to Fury, uh, the Cree have decided that they are willing to have peace talks with the scrolls, which I'm sure will not factor into some of the plot of the Marvels when it gets released in November at all. Uh, so. <laughs> uh so yeah like nick fury he he goes through all of this uh you know being the spy and you know he, even though shield is even technically shield is not even a thing anymore i mean it, it is but it isn't it's not like the shield that it we were introduced to 15 years ago um but uh, you know, like he's got uh, at one point he needs to get the uh, samples of various uh, Avengers DNA that got collected after the end game battle um, that he's got hidden in his headstone in Norway. Uh, and I love how Olivia Coleman's like, it's like, don't you have another one of these elsewhere? And he's like, I got them all over the place. So apparently Nick Fury's got fake grave sites like all over the planet because apparently man needs options uh <laughs> i'm assuming different quotes on them because this one uh the because obviously the one that we see in uh winter soldier has got the quote from pulp fiction on it uh mm-hmm. and this one's got a different quote on it so um but yeah so nick decides to to hightail it back off the planet to uh to the saber station but uh but he takes he takes his wife with him because uh, apparently she's she would be a really good diplomatic negotiator in in his opinion um and then gia goes off with uh, olivia coleman to do whatever it is olivia coleman wants because that's the way it works right now so um yeah and we're just kind of um we're just here yeah we're just cut and now we're just kind of stuck waiting because the the thing is is we know gravik super scrolled himself right we know that gia super scrolled herself we don't know if there were any others that were super scrolled because 
by the time that the Gia and Gravik have their have their showdown, Gravik is is essentially mass murdered whoever was still at their compound when he got there. Uh, so there's a lot of scrolls that are now dead. But that doesn't mean that there aren't some out there that got super scrolled and are off somewhere mm -hmm. that potentially could surface in the future. And even there are probably some scrolls because Talos told us that a million scrolls ended up becoming refugees on the planet. So, you know, at one point there were one million scrolls on the planet and we we can't i don't think we can safely assume that most of them just took up random identities and are just living right. happy-go-lucky lives like like nick fury's wife she took over the um identity of a woman who was a uh, a doctor who died of a, a heart defect a congenital heart defect and the woman whose life she took over actually agreed to it um so but not necessarily everybody did that uh, but we also can't assume that most of the scrolls just took on random faces and are just living happy-go-lucky lives looking like humans so there's there's so many scrolls out there unaccounted for that may or may not be enhanced that could pop up down the line and either be a help or a hindrance to the stuff that's that's coming down the line right. as far as the, the MCU is concerned. Because this one thing that keeps that kept popping up throughout this series is people kept asking Nick Fury, why don't you call the Avengers? Why don't you call the Avengers? And Nick Fury is like, no, because I don't want the Avengers getting involved with scrolls where scrolls could start taking on the identities of the adventures <laughs> roadie not uh, you know the being the exception uh which is very smart on on nick fairy's behalf and and really this this is not an avenger level thing not yet obviously by the time we get to secret wars it could be um so yeah, uh, I know some people are like, oh, this kind of ended on a whimper, like the fight between Gravik and, and Gia wasn't like super amazing. Um, but I don't think that's the point, really. Uh, Gravik just needed to be dealt with to get him out of the way to, to pave the road for potentially bigger issues that will likely pop up in the in the future so this is this is not the last time we've seen the scrolls i could almost guarantee it and it's yeah and who knows who else has been replaced you know people in you know positions of power yeah you know, could potentially be replaced and we have no idea because it's not just you know like leaders of countries and politics that have power i mean obviously they have a good chunk of it but yeah you're talking about heads of major corporations and you know all sorts of all sorts of people that could have influence that could potentially have been replaced 
Um, so yeah, this is this is uh, potentially. I, I'm left even through the series and now that it's over I I'm part of me there's the part of me when it comes to the MCU now that's a little paranoid <laughs> like I don't know if I can trust what I watch from here on out <laughs> like what have you done what have uh -huh. you done to my beautiful MCU uh-huh so yeah well, it was it's a good series. Like I said, it's only six episodes. I think Samuel Jackson does some really good acting as as oh, Nick yeah. Fury in this. He he um there's a scene when he and uh Talos are on a train um mm -hmm. and he's telling uh Nick Fury's telling the story about how he had, he rode a a train with his mom as a kid mm -hmm. and they had to eat their their lunch out of a shoebox and that's actually a story from samuel jackson's real life oh cool he would write he would ride on a train with his mother and because of segregation they were not allowed to go to the dining car and therefore their 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 lunch was brought to them in a shoebox so yeah, some some of the the stuff that Nick Fury brings up as uh, his experiences uh, as an African American are from Samuel Jackson's actual experiences um, as a as a, a young black man in the in the, in during segregation. So, um, which we talked about some of of samuel jackson's work with uh the civil rights movement when we pulled his name from the hat <laughs> so mm -hmm. if you want to go listen to that episode uh to learn a bit more about samuel jackson i recommend it so hear about his connections to uh martin luther king jr and how much he loves did we talk about how much he loves golf <laughs> uh, i don't remember if we brought that up when we talked about it i was I came across a vi I came across a clip when they were doing press for the series because so obviously this was <laughs> pre the strike, uh, so they were still doing press for the the series before it came out. And the interviewer asked asked Samuel Jackson if he was aware of anyone else, any of the other actors in the MCU who claimed to have a good golf game. Uh, because uh, apparently Samuel Jackson has his stip in all of his contracts that he has to get like one day, like a week or whatever to play golf. Uh, obviously weather permitting um, because he really, really loves playing golf. And apparently Tom Holland has claimed that he has a, a decent golf game. Samuel Jackson wasn't buying it. Um, apparently Anthony Mackie talks up the fact that he's supposed to have a really good golf game but samuel jackson says that's a load of bs uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> of course when it comes to golf and all those other sports fishing yeah you always try to make yourself better than oh, what you actually are yeah so uh when it comes to samuel jackson uh if you think you're good at golf um i wouldn't bring it up because he may, may be like okay let's go let's do let's do nine holes let's, mm -hmm. yeah put your money where your mouth is <laughs> uh <-huh. Yep. laughs> Anthony Mackie on the other hand, you might be able to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Along the way. 
<laughs> I definitely have no golf game, so no problem there. I will to I will totally concede to mini golf yeah. on the other hand. Yeah, mini golf counts. <laughs> um you know what? The last time I played mini golf, it was an indoor place where um they had a bar and each hole had a spot where you could set your beer uh when it was your turn to putt and the more i drank actually the better i got so maybe <laughs> possibly miniature golf <laughs> if there's alcohol involved uh, just don't ask me to bowl i'm a terrible bowler um it's because my wrists are crap uh uh but yeah so secret invasion i you know i it's it's it, i think this is gonna be one of those one and done we don't necessarily need another season um you know it's 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 laid the groundwork i think it needs to but obviously we're uh, we're gonna i think it may not be immediately but uh I, obviously the marvels is going to pick up at some point after this because we see nick fury back on the the space station uh with with captain rambo um so uh so yeah if nick fury thought that he was gonna go back to his uh space vacation sorry nick ain't happening even if you do have your wife with you <laughs> i could i could and don't piss off don't piss off Miss Fury. She she the thing is, she's a scroll. Uh -huh. But during her time before she and Nick got together, when she was, you know, running, she she tried a, a different face before she took on the face that she's that she's got now. Uh so when she had a, a different face passing as human, she was actually a shield agent show so she is a scroll with the same training as natasha and clint <laughs> as far as guns and self-defense and fighting are concerned so Ooh, yeah boy. don't don't piss off priscilla fury um if you mess around you are most definitely gonna find out <laughs> yeah yeah I like her though. She's fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like all the additions that, they, that we got in this. I, I like Amelia Clark. I like I like the addition of, of Priscilla. I, I love Olivia Coleman in this. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's not really any complaints. Just because you know, I'm always when it comes to the MCU, I'll watch whatever they're give, they've given us right there and then. But I always have like the long term, bigger picture in the back of my mind so and i think some people forget that um and that's where i think some complaints come from because people are are just taking in what's being fed to them right there and then and it's like i know not everyone is like diehard like me and has like the schedule memorized and, and all you know has it you know i'm like taking every in every single little thing that the you know comes from marvel and kevin feige and all that but even then it's like even if you're just a general fan you know more content is coming that's going to be connected to the universe so it's like even if you don't know the titles and the potential plots that are coming 
we've been doing this for long enough. You have to know it's all connected. And oh, therefore, yeah. you can't take everything at face value. You have to remember that this is connected to a way bigger picture. There's some smoke and mirrors and some certain point of views that have yet to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I will get off my soapbox now. Rant over for now. <laughs> All right. Well, if any of our listeners want to contribute to the rant or the discussion or whatever, <laughs> whatever your your uh, your flavor of the month is, or and, and as long as it pertains to something we've talked about and fits on the podcast, they have to. The lawyers made me say that, except we don't have lawyers. Yeah. The just made me say that. Um, I'll pretend lawyers. Anyways, yes. Or pretend lawyers. Um, that was that was just a long way of saying of saying you can send in feedback, and our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail dot com. You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls dot com. And you can find links to our show notes, to our social media, to our YouTube and iTunes and all the things there. And also you can help support the podcast if you would be so kind. And if you can, um, through Patreon or our merch shop. And uh, like I said, there's links to to all that on our website. And, you know, however you choose to support us, whether that's through Patreon or um, comments, feedback. We thank you for it because you guys are awesome. We love our listeners. We love our we love our peeps. And uh, even if you're scrolls, we'll still love you anyway. Mm-hmm. Last I checked, none of us are scrolls. So right, uh, nobody has nope. to. No, nope, still not a scroll. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> step like, Yeah. Excellent. Give yourself a paper cut. Is the blood red? Okay, you're good. You're human. Uh, or at least not a scroll. I don't know. There may be other species out there in the MCU that bleed the same color that, as the rest of us. So that's one thing they kept, like, when they were trying when they were trying to get Rhodey to expose himself as a scroll for the for the president of the United States because that's what Scroll Rhodey was doing was trying to get the president to order uh, an attack on Russia, and. They kept saying to scroll Rhodey, because like no, like the president was like, I don't, you know, nobody would believe him. It was like, well, you know, I'd have to kill you. And it's like, no, you don't have to kill someone to prove they're a scroll, because Olivia Coleman proved that with the guy she was torturing when she cut off his finger. The finger turned back into a scroll skull scroll finger. So it's like you could just like cut off the end of someone's finger and if they bleed green and that piece of finger turns green they're a scroll uh so it's like you don't have to kill them (laughs) to prove they're a scroll it just makes it easy uh right but whatever um so anyway rants uh that, that 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 makes i gotta say if that's part of your job description just in general cutting off people's fingers to make sure they're not scrolls it's like what the heck do you even do you know try try bringing that up to the cocktail party yeah um, well <laughs> yeah on that yeah, note uh, on that note <laughs> yeah. on that note we should uh, we're gonna 
we'll sign off we should, we, before we i before i get out of the soapbox i need to yeah. i need my soapbox <laughs> to get a break before next week uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're getting we're getting very silly that too on that on that, that too because i'm not as tired as i was last week fresh off of gen con so <laughs> you don't even have that excuse yeah. all right let's 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 boogie girls ladies yep yep yep, yep. So, uh, this is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. I mean, this quote right here, I think this this tells you exactly the type of person that uh, Sonia Fallsworth is is like. Um, uh, I think a more apt question would be, who would you like me to be? I'm staggeringly versatile. To give you a couple of examples, I'm very good at being your bestie. I'm also devilishly good at being not your bestie. It's really just a matter of taste. Cake or death? For listening to the Five Ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five Ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.